Hello. Well, we're kicking off a brand new season. We're actually up to season eight, and this season is called A Simple Guide to a Sustainable Home. In it, we'll be diving into what a sustainable home is, how you can achieve sustainability on any budget, the know-how you need to navigate the minefield of sustainability, and what to consider and target when you're renovating or building if a sustainable home is something you're seeking to create. So let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. I'm so excited to be back after a few weeks break from the podcast and and to be starting this brand new season with you, you know, and this season is something I've been wanting to bring you for ages. This is a topic that I get asked about and really get spoken to a lot, particularly by members of my online courses, but I also receive emails about it from listeners and from readers of Undercover Architect and messages on social media as well. And it's a big topic, sustainability, how to build or renovate in a sustainable way and how to create a sustainable home. It's a complex topic too. All of the definitions, the considerations, building science, technology and the details, not to mention the greenwashing that you need to be aware of so that you can avoid that as well. And so I'm calling this season a simple guide to a sustainable home. And that's what I'm aiming to do to keep things simple. I want to help you with the tools and the knowledge that you need to navigate what can be a minefield of conflicting information in order for you to be able to make the right choices for you and your home. And I'm going to particularly look at the decisions that you'll be making anyway and see how you can make more sustainable choices instead, potentially at no extra cost. So as I said up front, this is season eight of the Get It Right podcast. Can you believe it? Look, in this introductory episode, I'm going to be explaining what season eight is all about. And I'm also going to be letting you know more about the episodes that we've got coming up and the special guests that I'll be talking to on the podcast across the season. I'm also going to share why this season will be essential learning for you in creating a fantastic home, one that feels great, that costs as little as possible to run and maintain, and that helps you feel healthy, well, and relaxed. Look, this is not information that's just for the greenies and the environmentalists in the Undercover Architect audience. This is great knowledge for everyone to access because what you'll find is that we can save the planet whilst we also save ourselves money and we create a feel-good home. So what, whichever one of those is your motivation, be it money, feeling, or the planet, or perhaps it's a combo of two or three, learning about sustainability and sustainable design, that's key in making that happen. Now, I want to talk about a few things first before we dive into this season, because what I find happens for many, especially the uninitiated who are a bit new to this stuff, is that when you learn information about, say, being low tox, being environmentally friendly, being more sustainable, producing less waste, you know, anything that's along that line of kind of education or thinking or information, what is really common is this initial shock quickly followed by a whole heap of guilt. 
And then this can be followed by a sense of frustration and a sense of hopelessness. I have a very dear friend, Alex Stewart, who has a business called Low Tox Life. And in Low Tox Life, she runs courses, uh, she has blogs, she's got a podcast, and now she has a best-selling book as well. And this is all aimed at helping you live a low tox life in what you put in uh, your body, on your body, and have around you as well, from cleaning your home to your skincare, to the products you buy, to what you eat, to where you get it from, you know, loads more information. And as a side note, if this is a topic that you're interested in. If you want to go more low tox, uh, then Alex Stewart is your go-to person. And I'm going to pop a link in the show notes for you to be able to find her if you haven't checked her out. Now, her online course, Go Low Tox, is a 30-day one that actually takes you through a massive range of topics about how to go low tox in your life, uh, home, body, mind, uh, food, all sorts of things. And I've actually done this course But I'll be frank with you, it took me ages to commit to doing it. You know, I've known Alex for quite some time now, and it was was quite a while before I actually committed to joining her course and doing it. And I remember saying to Alex, look, Alex, I really want to do your course because this is information that I want to know. You know, it's stuff I generally believe in. I want to improve in my life, in our family's life. Um, You know, I think it's really important. But I'm, I'm really nervous because once I learn this stuff about going low tox, I can't unlearn it. It's not stuff I can unknow once I've actually, you know, digested it and heard it and, uh, and, and she's taught it to me. And, you know, I, look, I didn't want any more knowledge that I had to feel guilty about not taking action on, you know, especially when you've learned the consequences of what it means to not take action on it. And, you know, fortunately for me and for the rest of the low tox life community, yeah, Alex's approach is really a gently, gently approach. And she definitely knows and understands that this knowledge can be challenging and it can be confronting to initially learn. And because, you know, once you understand the impact of the things that you're doing every day and the choices that you unconsciously or consciously make, um, it can actually be pretty scary. And, and, you know, what I've seen happen in her community and what I felt, you know, a little bit myself when I first learned it, I did have a lot of warning. So it was, it was actually a bit easier for me when I first started learning, but I did see a lot in her community, you know, there's this initial kind of fear of, and, 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 and just horrible feelings of, you know, I've been poisoning my kids. I've been poisoning my husband, all of us, you know, and I've been making terrible choices and I'm a terrible person. And, you know, you can send yourself into this hopeless guilt spiral, which just actually ends up paralyzing you. You just get stuck because you're sitting there and feeling terrible about all the choices that you've been making in the past. And then you're not knowing what to do first. And it all, you know, it all feels pretty hopeless and insurmountable anyway. And, and so you get this kind of feeling of, look, why do I even bother? You know, why can't I just go back to being ignorant about this stuff? And, you know, if you, you know, everybody's really busy and you'll already have a boatload of stuff on your plate that you're thinking about and being concerned about and caring about. And this just seems more stressful and more overwhelming. And it's really interesting to watch this happen for people. It's such a common reaction. And I, you know, as I said, I really feared it myself. I didn't want want more stuff to feel guilty about. And, um, you know, this was what I was worried would happen if I learnt the true nitty gritty of all of these things that I'd been doing without thinking much about it up until that point. And even the stuff where I thought I was doing a good job, where I thought I was making the right choice and, and it was pretty quickly uncovered that there'd been greenwashing or I'd not really understood something like, you know, there's, there's that kind of thing as well. So the beauty is that Alex really encourages and empowers you to make the changes that you can. And then when you've made those changes, 
make more. And so incrementally, little by little, you actually make a massive dent on your well-being, on your impact and on the planet. And, and you know, of course, it's far more impact and change than doing nothing at all. And the reason that I've been explaining all of this is that's the attitude that I'd really love to bring to this season as well. You know, one of encouragement and one of empowerment. This is not about punishment or finger wagging and the you should know better, which is so often goes with this topic of information. This is really about looking at where can we make incremental change? What are the no-brainer steps, the the alternative choices, you know, that will actually they'll actually make a difference. They'll they'll put a significant dent in us achieving a sustainable home for ourselves. Maya Angelou has this beautiful saying. It's one of my faves and it says when we know better, we do better. And I feel that actually applies to everything that I do at Undercover Architect and particularly on the Get It Right podcast. You know, all you have to look at is the sheer number of houses that are built every single day in Australia, in fact, all over the world, that are that are poorly oriented, they face the wrong direction, and they didn't need to be. You know, it was it's purely because those building them or renovating just didn't know about how important orientation and natural sunlight is to how a home feels and functions. That's not part of our everyday education when we're thinking about building or renovating. It's not generally what I've found and what I've been really surprised by actually is that um, because I've been immersed in it for the last two plus decades, you know, orientation was always sort of the very first thing that we learn about, you know, but you see, it's not, it's not general knowledge out there that, that designing for the movement of the sun, you know, it is a really worthwhile thing to know about and to think about when you're building or renovating. But if you don't know that before you embark on your project, you know, that it's really difficult to obviously then retroactively do that. And and yet it's such a super simple way to significantly change how your home feels, how much it costs to heat and cool and how it functions overall. Okay. So, you know, I want to think of this, this idea of when we know better, we do better and how we can make different choices that help us make incremental change to have a far bigger impact overall. Now, as I said earlier, when you learn this information, you can initially feel a sense of hopelessness. It is a big topic, okay? And it can feel like once you've turned over one stone, all you've done is uncovered another 10 stones that you have to turn over and learn more about. And what I see happen for people, particularly when it's building or renovating, uh, is that they can get to that point of just realizing how much they don't know and think it's all too hard, it's too time consuming, it's too expensive, it's too restrictive. It's too frustrating. I can't do all of it. So I'm not going to do any of it. I'm just not going to bother at all because, you know, it's not going to make any difference. That incremental change, though, is a powerful thing because even the simplest choices can have the most powerful impact on our homes and on us when we prioritize them. And so I'm going to help you understand what some of those simple, impactful choices are so that you can have them in your toolkit and they can help inform your decisions along the way. Our homes last for a very long time. And so a small, impactful choice now can have such massive ramifications uh, and, and beneficial you know, impact for us down the track. So 
as I said, even if you don't think of yourself as a greenie or an environmentalist, you know, don't tune out this season. I am keeping this simple. I want to keep this actionable. You know, when we create a home that is sustainable, we're ultimately creating an enduring home for ourselves because it feels great. We feel great in it. It costs less to run. It's easier to maintain. And as a side bonus, it's friendly to the planet. And so I'm going to be sharing loads of helpful information that will help you create a sustainable home for you and achieve all of these things, whatever your budget is. Okay. And honestly, some of these choices, they won't cost any money or there'll be choices that you're already making. So you'll just be able to make better ones as a result of what you will learn during this season. So first things first, how do we actually define sustainability? Well, the dictionary.com, you know, our online dictionary now, it gives us a couple of definitions. One is the ability to be sustained, supported, upheld or confirmed. Uh, And there's also an environmental science uh, definition of sustainability, which is the quality of not being harmful to the environment or depleting natural resources and thereby supporting long term ecological balance. Now, the definition of sustainable design and development that I always learnt at university, it was actually along the lines of one from a paper that's called Our Common Future, which was released by the Brundtland Commission, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Brundtland Commission in 1987, so a long time ago. Now, what was the Brundtland Commission? Well, it was it was a commission that was created by the United Nations in 1983, basically to uncover and identify ways to save the human environment and natural resources, and also to prevent deterioration of economic and social development. And this was their definition, okay? In that report, that paper, Our Common Future, they wrote that sustainable development is the kind of development that meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. Now, you may have heard this definition before. It's a hotly contested definition because a lot of conversation happens around what defining a need actually is, you know. It's, so sustainable, sustainable development is the kind of development that meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. And so that whole conversation about needs becomes a, a, a topic of debate because it's actually pretty relative depending on your economic and your social situation. However, if we do go back to what the Brundtland Commission were charged with by the United Nations, they were reflecting on environmental, economic and social development when they were considering the topic of sustainability. And so I do like thinking about sustainability and sustainable design as a three-pillared approach, that sustainability is actually related to performance on three platforms, not just about environmental stuff. So we're looking at economic, social, and environmental, because I feel this is a much more realistic and balanced way to look at it for us as homeowners uh, when we're renovating or building. You know, we can certainly make choices that will benefit future generations, but if that's going to place us under extreme levels of financial or lifestyle stress or cause issues in our community, you know, to me that's that's unsustainable overall, okay? So that three-pillared approach of thinking about uh, economic, social and environmental. And when I was um, a co-owner of DC8 Studio, the business that I co-owned before I started Undercover Architect, we used to talk about this as people, planet and profit. I'm going to think up some better words for 
for it though, because for me, this is, you know, the economic is really about budget and finance for us. Social is about our well-being and our health and, you know, the kinds of people that we are in the world. And environmental is, of course, you know, the, the, the way that we take care of the planet and the way that we avoid damaging the planet and, and hopefully improving it. So I'm going to think up some good words for that so that we've got some undercover architect language around those three pillars. But yeah, I want you to think about it from this three-pillared approach, economic, social, and environmental, okay? So now, as I said, let's keep it simple. This season is called A Simple Guide to a Sustainable Home. And so when I think about a sustainable home and sustainable design, this is what I think about, okay? So a sustainable home is one that is designed to support and improve the lifestyle of those that occupy it in how the home functions and feels, It helps maintain and improve its occupant's physical well-being and health. It minimizes or eliminates its impact on the planet in its use of resources and production of waste. And lastly, it can even extend to giving back in that triple-pronged approach, you know, in improving the lives in and beyond the home, of saving and even making money, and of giving back to the environment overall. So what are the main reasons that homeowners don't do this for themselves and their homes when they're building or renovating? Because it sounds like a pretty desirable way to create a a home, doesn't it? Well, a few months ago when I started actually prepping for this season, I asked the UA community on Facebook, what was the biggest reason for not doing a sustainable home? And 76% of respondents told me it was because it was more expensive to do. Another reason was that the research required was extensive and could be overwhelming and it was really difficult to know what to prioritise when you were, you know, travelling down this sustainable design path. Some said that they actually just weren't sure of the criteria to use when they were making their choices and there was also conversation around the difference in difficulty of achieving sustainability when you're renovating versus when you're building new. Other concerns were around how to actually understand all the various rating systems that are available, you know, the energy efficiency rating systems. And then there were aesthetic concerns, you know, that sustainable homes can look a certain way and that may not meet your own desires or your own style preferences. And it may not meet the council requirements or aesthetics for your home or your area. Look, there is definitely a perception that building or renovating in a sustainable way is more expensive. And in fact, you know, a member of one of my online courses said to me when she told her builder that she wanted to do a sustainable, you know, a sustainably designed home, his first response was, well, that will be more expensive. And this was even before she discussed what that meant to her or how it might impact the design of the home. You know, another member of the UA community, they said to me that when they priced out the sustainable measures that they were wanting to include in their home, it actually put a 15% premium on the quote. So that's one five, 15%. And they found that that was going to make the project unaffordable for them. Look, I always say that I don't believe that great design is any more expensive than poor design. You know, this is about having certain knowledge up front and knowing what choices to prioritize. Because remember, the wall costs the same to build, whether it's in the right place or the wrong place. And so I'd like to take this approach to sharing information about sustainable design as well. Now, for the research buffs, okay, as we travel across this season, you may certainly want to dive deeper into some of the topics that I go into and get into more nitty-gritty detail, science and technology. This podcast season is really about giving you a core understanding, simplifying the knowledge so that you can actually put it into action and feel confident about doing that and providing a launch pad for further exploration if you do want to know more. 
So let me tell you some of the topics that we're going to be discussing this season. And I've actually decided to break this season into two parts because it is such a massive topic. I found I just kept coming up with episodes. And so I'm going to do it in two parts because that will actually give us a chance to dive into many of the areas that I've received requests on information for and give me a chance to do a decent job of it. Okay, so we're going to do part one of season eight, obviously, of course, first. And in part one, we're going to be diving into um, a few different things. So we're going to be looking at why this information matters in the first place, you know, how we can really underestimate the potential of building and renovating in a sustainable way, even with the smallest changes. I'm going to give you some super simple and impactful ways that you can put into action to make a difference in any project. We'll be talking to experts about energy rating systems, double glazing, thermal mass, solar power, building biology, and other key areas that are always hot topics uh, in sustainable design. We're going to be looking at about how to make material choices, both for your interiors and your exteriors to achieve, you know, sustainable and low tox environments in your home. What is the kind of criteria that you can use to make these choices, the kinds of questions to ask and what to focus on when making your selections. And I'll also be bringing some project examples to you. Okay, I want I want to help you see this in action and I'm going to be speaking to the owners of these projects and the professional teams that created them so that you can get some really unique and personal insight into specific challenges and considerations uh, when designing, building and renovating in this way and really hear from people who've done it before you so that you can see what they had to contend with. Now, does that sound good? Awesome. All right. So stay tuned for this season. I'm I'm just really looking forward to be traveling on this journey with you. And I know we're going to be learning loads of useful tips and strategies and knowledge in a simple guide to a sustainable home. Now, before I head off, I'd love to encourage you to do two things, please. Uh, the first thing is tell Tell some friends, tell three friends, okay, about this podcast, especially if you think this upcoming season will be helpful for them, but also generally about all the information that you can find here for free on the Get It Right podcast. You know, the more people who know this information when they're renovating or building, the more that we can improve the industry overall, okay, and the better outcomes that homeowners can achieve for their homes when they're building or renovating. I'm really passionate about getting this information in front of as many people as possible so that we can just really shift and change how building and renovating happens for you as a homeowner so that it's far simpler uh, and 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 just goes so much better for you okay and the second request that I've got is after telling three friends is to please leave a rating and a review uh, on the podcast on iTunes I love seeing feedback from listeners about how this podcast is uh, helping you and it's it's honestly those ratings and reviews are what help others find the podcast it's what tells iTunes to even show the podcast to people and it's it's what listeners can read to see if the podcast is going to be relevant for them so no matter where you're listening from okay whether you're in Australia or you're overseas somewhere um, a review and a rating really helps so please um, go ahead and, and do that I'd be very very grateful now get it right with undercover architect is actually now on Spotify as well so it's great to be able to reach you from loads of different places and in fact I've now had a few mums let me know that their kids are also learning from the undercover architect podcast or they're at least digesting a lot of the information whilst they uh, they listen in on car trips or they get 
get ready in the morning. So, you know, it's really lovely to hear how you incorporate listening to the podcast into your everyday activities. I know how busy you are. I know how full your lives is, lives are. I know how how many demands there are on you to be learning and to be uh, to be taking in education and information on a daily basis. Um, and it's it's just fantastic that you do spend this time here with the Get It Right podcast and with me. And I, you know, I really hope that it helps you be as confident as you can possibly be when you're building or renovating your future family home and so that you can do it really simply and really well. Okay, so remember to tune in next week as we dive into season eight, a simple guide to a sustainable home. Thanks so much for listening and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye.